From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in, everybody. It's a little big and wild outdoors. We are in the studio today. Check your volume, big boy. Check your volume. We are inside. Indoor voice today. Uh, It's me, Jonathan, and Bill George. And you, the listener. And Aaron. Yay! We haven't seen her in forever. It's been like, what, four months, five years, 365? What? I don't remember. Three weeks? Four weeks? What has it been? Uh, she's probably sitting Three here weeks? saying, well, it was peaceful for Three a couple weeks. of weeks. So. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice and quiet in here without those idiots in there. Prance around in their underwear. It's just crazy. Braden yelling at people down the hallways. Jonathan scaring people who are working at QIK that don't know he's there. Can't help it. Ledger's back. I saw him down in the hallway, man. I was like, dude, what are you doing here, you crazy man? It's good to see the old school guys back in the building. But uh, Glenn is not here. Uh, he wrapped up his gator season with Bill George this past week. And as soon as he went out there and killed his last lizard and filled up his tag, he was like, see ya. Wouldn't want to be you later. I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's headed off to Illinois and me. And, uh, I guess he's going to go up there and prance around in his underwear and uh, it's going to be nice and kind of medium cool up there. It's not going to be freezing, I don't think. Well, I talked to him the other day. He said it was a little bit rainy. It was supposed to be rainy. I know um, uh, some uh, friend of mine's headed on the way up to New York, and they thought they were going to have a good time this weekend, and apparently there's a nor'easter heading up that way. So uh, it's going to be kind of snowy and rainy along the coast. Uh, I think Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is going to get a little bit of rain and some That's slush. A- this, I, don't, th- I don't know what you call it up there. We just call it snow, no matter this, what it is. This is the way I look at it. If if you get a bunch of rain and the bucks are rutting, what's the first thing he's going to want to do as soon as it eases up a little bit? Get Stay up, away from around. Arby's and Starbucks? No. Oh, wow. He's going to want to go freshen up every scrape and remark his territory after Mother Nature watered it down. Uh-huh. And it will make them vulnerable yes you think so yes oh i don't know so i don't look at rain as a bad thing um, that was always it, it'll the... it'll wash down a little bit of your scent make it a little bit more diluted and it'll do the same to his and he's going to want to remark it and go well, visit and that, everything that was always the fun part about with the having the shooting houses and stuff like that you'd always kind of sit there and It'd be pouring and right when it started to slack up. up, slack up for some reason. I'll see y'all later. And you go crawl in one of those shooting houses because, <laughs> you know, and it, it, I'm not saying that there wasn't a little bit of that done too, but dude, you can't get up in those things and not do to get that rain. If it's, especially it's like that little gentle rain or snow and, and it's rain, cool. It's just, and oh of course gosh. you got, yeah. But like Bill says, you'll be sitting there and. That's what I I'd mean. Be just doing. as soon, it's like a clockwork. Just as soon as the rain stops, and the only thing you hear is the drips coming off of the branches and everything else, which sounds like a thousand deer coming there, into there, this place. Here, here they come out of the woods, shaking yeah. everything off, moving yeah. around. I heard a lot. I heard a loud drop over somewhere. You know, it's a bad thing about Florida because when one of those big drops hits a wide palm open frog. palm out of <laughs> oh my for gosh. a palm frog, it's like clunk. <laughs> 
clunk, clunk, clunk. Oh, man, he's stomping it in. Then all of a sudden, the irrational part of your brain goes, hey, dummy, the ground's wet. It wouldn't sound like that. <laughs> but you're like, oh, yeah, if it was dry, it would sound like that. But it's soaking wet, so no, it wouldn't sound like that. Or, or when an old uh, pine branch has been hanging there for about 25 mm-hmm. years waiting for the moment that you're out in the woods. And uh, it finally gets enough water on it to where it adds some weight. And then all of a sudden it snaps off and comes crashing to the ground. You know, and you're like, here you come. Here you come. Wait a minute. He's not coming. Yeah. Where's he at? Oh, oh man. Okay. Well, this is another armadillo. sleeping. Dad gimmick. Yeah. Well, anyway, good luck, Glenn. I know he's headed up there. Uh, I guess he's there by now. Did he leave Thursday? No, they've been Thursday, there. Friday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course he has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we went <clears throat> gator hunting the other night, he was five When we got that alligator, he was five hours from the time he was supposed to depart. And I'm like, here's your alligator. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. I think and I- left him there to clean it. <laughs> Well, you know, it was a quick hunt because, what was it, 8 foot 8? 8 8? 8 8. Yeah. So, uh, what was that, like the first one you perused up on? And we're no, like, hey, he's a decent no. size, bang. No, we had another one that was about 6 foot and played with him for a little while. And then and, you just moved on over. Yeah. Went, you know, 6, 8, nah, nah, nah. Okay, we'll yeah. take the 8. It's all right. Well, I got to go in five hours. But <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. We had Wade on there and, uh, you know, he, he did he did pretty dang good on the boat. Wait, did you uh, go on your boat? Yeah. But I didn't take the picture on my boat. Oh. No, I saw the picture. It was, we, it was we, spread we, out on some Yeah, I turned around. We backed the boat right up to Glenn's little cleaning system there. and Yeah. Well, that was a good thing. That gator was strictly there to get taken eaten. and get eaten and done. And there's there's one, one less looking at poor old Joe and uh, <laughs> one more in the freezer. There you go. Well, I know that uh, he got that out of the way, and he's got it packed up, wrapped up, ready to go. And I think he's up there uh, in somewhere in Illinois. Uh, archery, right? Or muzzleloader? Yep, archery. archery. Still archery up there. And uh, it's really funny because it got me thinking: Aren't they? Can they can they can rifle hunt in Illinois, right? In the lower part of Illinois, or is it shotgun muzzleloader? Yeah, I no, don't I think, think there's a. I think I think in the lower counties like Pike County and some other ones, dude. I'm, I, why are you shaking your head? No, uh, I look there, it up. There are no, the from what I've been told from the friends that I have in the outfitting business, there is no centerfire rifle except for coyotes. What? Which yes, which when I talked to Glenn last night, that was one of his comments. Is he was coming back across the field with that wicked light. Yeah, on on the red mode, and he and Dave rode right up to two coyotes. I'm talking about throw a paper wad distance away from two coyotes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's bow territory. He should be able to handle but that. But his bow was locked up in a case. Oh, well, that's a good place for it. Yeah, it always comes. I in tell you. you. Well, I'll have to look it up once I. Detect a network, and uh, but <laughs> I have found that more and more people, because now Iowa has jumped on the uh, straight-walled cartridge bandwagon, along yep. with Ohio, so now Iowans and people traveling to Iowa uh, can now pick up a forty-four forty or forty-five seventy or three thirty-five Remington or something like any way it's straight-walled cartridge, and now use them in 
in Iowa. And I said, okay, that sounds really great, Listen. but uh, why? what's the big difference between a 4570 or 4440 or 444 Marlin or any of that kind of stuff, 444 Marlin, and a 270 or a 308. About 200 yards. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you tell me a forty-five seventy doesn't have any reach. I'm not saying it has no, I, reach. What do you you said about two hundred yards? So you're telling me you can't shoot it at that distance? You can shoot it. Okay. So what's the big difference? Uh, it's kind of like comparing a three hundred blackout with some of the other rounds. A three hundred blackout Black one that's good has di- really. <laughs> Really, it's one I of those. Mean, it's one of those preference dealios. Well, I my my point always was is I mean if you're looking that far away, it's Iowa for heaven's sake. So let's take that for example. There's not very many trees left anywhere anyway, except along yeah. certain roadways and along river bottoms and things like that. So you can technically see almost 500, 300, 600, 700 yards depending on the amount of field that you're standing on, and if you can't see. Farmer Johnson and that $2 million four-wheel drive monster uh, John Deere out there, when you take your shot, then basically you shouldn't even be there along the fence line. Exactly. Because a lot of those guys out there, their big thing up there in Illinois is to uh That's the distance. That's drive. what I'm saying. They do the deer drive. And any woods, you know, they get like 12 guys, and they walk through the woods, and then there's other guys perched on the other side, and they shoot at anything that comes running out of there. They don't shoot at anything. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. You ever been there? Yes. Have Not in Iowa, it? but well, in Pennsylvania, well, well, we do deer drives. So you're saying that the people up in Pennsylvania, when they move down here, they do exactly the same thing they do down here that they used to do in Pennsylvania. We, I will tell you one of my oddest stories about doing deer drives. I was in Citrus because it was it's blocked up, and we were doing. I wouldn't call them drives. I'm calling we call them bumps. You know, we were going along. I ended up running in a game warden at the end of the day as I was still hunting everybody else left. And the game warden says to me, well, did you do any good? I said, well, we, we were doing some drives earlier today and we saw a number of deer, but weren't able to get a shot at anything that was legal. And they're like, well, you can't do that. That's harassing the deer. Hmm. And I looked at her. I said, to her, says, I'm not here to harass the deer. I'm here to shoot the deer. Yeah. Me walking through the woods is not harassing a deer. Yeah. Mm, yeah but that was a law enforcement at the time. And this well, we're talking about back in the game and fish days. That was the rationale was we were harassing the deer. Well, if uh, Amendment 13 happens, you might get that same attitude from everybody. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, I will say that when I got to watch a deer drive in Iowa, uh, I was invited at the time, but I said, really, I'm not going to get out there and do a walk through the woods with 20 other people on one side in orange vests and uh, 10 or 15 other people on the other side of the woods with orange vests. And when the shooting started, it literally sounded like the Sumter County Wars out there. Because you say they don't, you don't shoot at everything, they do. Because if you're a kid... Hey, this is the time for Jonathan to get his dough. If Bill hasn't got his four-pointer or his spike yet, let him shoot that one. And uh, trust me, if it comes running out of there, someone in the group gets a shot at that deer because they needed that deer or that's the one they want. 
And I mean, it was like, I'm here by the truck by the road, and all of a sudden you hear, exactly. I was like, I think it's the Tet Offensive! Hit the ground! Incoming! All right, it's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a quick break. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and the Brandon Ford. We'll be back. We're doing that one for Glenn to wish him good luck. This is the first I've really, you know, starting to feel like getting out in the deer woods. That's true. I will say that uh, the past couple of days have been drier enough to where it felt nice and cool. It is is a little cooler, a little less uh, humidity. Even though there. it's even though it's daylight, as soon as you step into the shade of a tree, it actually cools off. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just like stifle the wind and make you feel like death no it's uh pretty hey nice. the deer's got to be in it so, so. so yeah yeah but you know they're used to wearing that sweater all the time uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, i get to choose when i'm in it yeah, yeah exactly that's true well welcome back everybody we are the big and wild outdoors Braden, jonathan and uh that guy on the end bill george he's here today everybody else is out playing uh before the break we were talking a little bit about illinois and I, I finally went to their DNR web Or Illinois, page. as some of the southern people actually. <laughs> I always just said Illinois and me because that's where Lester's originally from. So I'd say, you're Illinois and me. And uh, uh, deer hunting, legal firearms, shotgun loaded with slugs only. Uh, not larger than 10 gauge nor smaller than uh, 20 gauge. Not capable of fitting more than three consecutive slugs. So you couldn't use a 410 with a rifled slug? That's really kind of crappy because it's no. basically, a, you know, basically a nice little 41, 45 long Colt, basically, <laughs> kind of like. There you go. Single or double barrel muzzle loader rifles of at least 45 caliber, shooting a single projectile through a barrel at least 16 inches of length, or center fire revolvers or center fire single shot handguns of 30 caliber or larger with a minimum barrel length of 14 inches so you just got minimum a, barrel length of four inches okay four inches i thought you said 14 I'm maybe like, i did near my gun <laughs> yeah four inches so you can get no. out there and wound the crap out of it with a four inch 357 magnum uh, taking a shot at it at but, 100 yards but uh did did they sit there and say anything about the cartridge type with the pistol? Uh, no, just says all center fire, but thirty caliber or larger, and that's the that's the thing. I you know a barrel a rifle is considered to be what sixteen inches or sixteen inches. So otherwise, if it's shorter than that, it'd be an SBR short barrel rifle, unless it's a pistol, of course. Yeah. You know. And then you have rules on the type Look, of Look, I have stock. a pistol grip on it. Exactly. Uh, well, I have a pistol brace on it right here. I have a brace for my forearm. It's a brace. Okay? So it's a pistol, but it's got Not that a I brace. can't hold it to my shoulder, but it's a brace. Yeah, I, you can put it to the center of your chest. You just can't put it on your shoulder. Okay. So anyway. So you, you can keep have telling a, yourself you, that, Skippy. You can have a 24 or 22 or 26-inch pistol barrel i guess you could have in any caliber that you wanted to well, so. I, that's I, like the pistol that the joker had in batman exactly it's, i can tell you that seven millimeter 08 encore that i shoot can reach out there 
when it needs to. Well, that's what I'm saying. For shotguns and muzzleloader firearms, the minimum size of the projectile shall be 44 caliber. A water sleeve is not considered a projectile or part of. For handguns, a bottlenecked centerfire cartridge of 30 caliber or larger with a case length not exceeding 1.4 inches or a straight-walled centerfire cartridge of 30 caliber or larger, both of which must be available as a factory load with a published ballistic table of the manufacturer showing a capability of at least 500 foot-pounds of energy at the muzzle. Note, there is no case length limit or straight walled on straight walled cartridges. So you could get one of those. 45. So I can't use my 7 millimeter 08 because I think it's more than an inch and a half. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically an inch and a half. Mm. So you know what it doesn't say on here? You can't use a 22 mag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's thirty caliber or larger. I know it's a center fire, but uh, it's so funny that the uh, if you do that, then you can't use twenty two Hornet, you can't use twenty two two fifty, you can't use uh, two forty three, two two three, any of those kinds of things like that. But uh, in your it, 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 in your SB pistol or in your full length pistol, you could put a forty five seventy or uh, five hundred Smith and Wesson. 600 nitro 45 long cold. <laughs> no, but, but one of my next barrels that i want to get is a 300 wind mag there, there you go barrels wait, whoa what for my pistol get it go for it not I've ex- shot the 500 in that it's pretty nice non-expanding so. military style full metal jacket bullets cannot be used to harvest white-tailed deer only soft point or expanding bullets including copper copper alloy uh then legal hand so anyway, there you go. Illegal firearms. Another state where you need a lawyer to figure yeah. out whether or not you're legal to hunt. Well, you know what? What kills me is you sit there and you look at it and you and you think, ah, oh, hunting's hunting and all that stuff. And then they're like, you think about all the things they could trip you up on with. You show up with your 500 S and W, and your fish and game guy goes, "You got the ballistics chart for that, sir." You got the ballistic calculations for that? Can you show me where in the book that this is not a blah, 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 blah? Because according to the law right here, you know, you have to show a manufacturer showing the capability of at least foot, foot 500 foot but, pounds of muzzle. But no, they're not trying to be end around and put stuff in there yeah. to keep people from. Is that a factory load? That doesn't look like a factory load to me, sir. Making you be able to go hunting and show me the box enjoy yourself. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they could. Potentially, you know, do that. Don't look at me like that. You're rubbing off on me, so I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be proud of what you've committed. I'm just and made. sitting back and enjoying it. <laughs> let's, see what Rich, let's see what Richard's Richard. eating this morning. Richard, how are you doing? Pretty good. You sound yeah. excited. Congratulations. I got I got to listen to you on the phone because 1010 is not working in Oldsmar and is 92.1 isn't either. What? Aaron, fix that, please. She's going to climb yeah. up the tower. She's going to climb up the tower right now and redirect the signal. Just, Heads will roll. Just, Aaron is fixing to go into uh, not so nice mode. Yeah, this, this is about the best reception of the phone I've gotten you over the radio for a long time. Well, there you go. I, I, you know, I can't understand why the FM's not working up there. That that seems kind of strange. Yeah. yeah, but you do you do seem to have a nice young lady answering the phone. So yeah, you know. Yeah, That's she's a plus in your eyes. She's, dro- <laughs> she's, she's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, well, 
Hey, um, I just checking in with guys. We're heading off to another Cub Scout adventure this weekend. We'll be. What's that? What What's the adventure going to be? Oh, up at um, Boreen, up on Boy Scout Road. Yeah. There in Odessa. Yeah, it's spookery. Um, the Boy Scout Council for the last two weeks, this is the second week to run a spooky program for the Cub Scouts. Very nice. And we're, we're having huge numbers. I mean, like, like, hold on to your hat kind of numbers. So at least more than 10. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Maybe put, maybe put about two zeros behind it. You know, I got to ask you. You know, uh, you you know the Cub Scouts are always a little. Uh, you know, they're still small. They're still young. They haven't really developed that uh, that uh, teen mentality yet. So they're a little uh, easier to hang out I, with and mold a little bit. They haven't found their cell phones. I got quite a question for you. If you were okay. an adjacent landowner and you had all that craziness going on at the Boy Scout camp. Would you be uh, hunting around the fence line? Well, that camp there, that camp was sitting there before any of those homes were in there. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but I'm saying I would be there looking to see what deer squeaked out with all that activity. Shoot a bow. Well, they're, they should be waking up. We're just going up. We got to run into McDonald's here, and it was my first get breakfast. But mm. I got Jane. I got my grandson with me. And but he but it's it's a little wild imagining there but you know hey when they bought the house they knew they knew what was in there you're so, not getting the but, point Richard the point uh, is is that you should be sneaking I'm, around the perimeter with a bow and see what uh, comes scooting out there yeah into, uh, to hunt it yawn, yawn. At, at that at that camp no I don't think I don't think there's anything scooting out of there I don't think there's any wildlife at all. Oh, yeah. well, the Cubs, the Cub Scouts killed them all, turned them into venison and uh, jerky. Good, no. for, good for you. They all got away. Well, yeah, but uh, staying here then. Um, <laughs> that, well, you know, I just call it. You know, hey, hey! I left your message. I left your message in that um, about we're going to look and see about helping with uh, um, the sa- disabled veterans to do a to get archery program going. Oh, very nice. Well, for heaven's sakes, don't take them hunting up there at the Boy Scout place because apparently there's nothing left there. Yeah, but, but right now we we already have courses going on up at Sand Hill for disabled um, veterans, and we're talking people that the guy that's running it is missing both appendages on one side, and he does very well. Very good, man. Well, good it's on you for that. Pro- it's a natural program. All right, Richard, we got to take a Thanks, break, Richard. man. Go get your Mickey D's and hit the woods, man, or whatever Egon. woods are left up there. All right, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford and the good folks out there at G5 Feed and Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, and uh, Bill George. And Aaron, she's over there. But listen, before we get the show started, uh, I wanted to remind you that uh, now's the time, before you get out in the woods, to go out and buy yourself a nice, decent cooler. And I know that, you know, it used to be a pretty easy decision, as we talked about last week. You walk into the old uh, Eckerd Drugs and go, give me that dang styrofoam thing up there for like $3. And, uh... When you got home and it was cracked and all the water and ice had leaked out of it, you wondered why your meat tasted like crud when you finally got it ground up and put away. But now you don't have to worry about that anymore. All you got to do now is go check them all out. The brand new Liberty Outdoors Cooler. Those things are really awesome. They are fabulous. 
and they are fantastic looking. That's right. They come in seven different colors. You can go pick out your favorite one. It's roto-molded, just like the other big boys, and it doesn't have the big boy prices, if you know what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So uh, seven different models to choose from, everything from like the little 20-quarter all the way up to the 70-something or other with the big giant wheels on it so you can just pull it around. Go check them out today, and uh, it'll give you all the list of retailers everywhere where you can find them at uh, libertyoutdoors.us. That's libertyoutdoors.us. Also check out those kayaks. Those things are really sweet. I mean, they're real nice kayaks because you don't have to paddle everywhere. That's right. They got propellers on them. You, you just know, have to use your legs. I, I had some friends that were using kayaks to go turkey hunting. Yes. That's a good idea. You know, there used to be an old article written in the old outdoor life. Used to say the best way to go squirrel hunting was to float down the river. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that way well, you get down a nice creek or a branch or a holler or whatever you it, want to call that body of water and just cruise on down. Well, they, these friends of mine, they turn around, they take their shotguns in that, and they put them up in the front of the kayak and put in a park, um, county park, but they didn't want to draw any attention. And, you know, there's all these people there that are there to, you know, just have a good time and. So they'd turn around, they'd, they'd, they'd go in their regular clothes and they'd put their guns up there and they'd set their kayaks mm-hmm. in the water, go down the, the river a little bit, change Duck into in. their hunting clothes, take out their shotgun, yeah. shoot their turkeys in that. Good way to do it. That way you just look like, uh, you know, your typical touristy guy, you know, going down there with his tevas and his shorts and his tank top. Yeah. With your guns and everything already loaded up in that kayak and then go. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> Pull it up on the bank, get back there. Boom. Yeah. Hey, honey, was that a shot? Did you hear that? I don't know. I didn't hear it. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of turkeys, I wanted to uh, bring this up last week, but we, you know, we were out messing around at the fair, so we were pretty distracted by turkey legs by and everything else. But uh, I wanted to bring this up to Bill George because he's uh, he's more of a turkey fanatic in this room than uh, than I am for sure. I mean, uh, I know there are some people that just, Steve Austin was that way, you know, just for some reason, turkeys were like the, the thing for him. You know, it's, he just geeked out on turkey hunting. Deer hunting was fun. Hog hunting's okay. But turkey hunting, it was like, uh, you know, laser focus. And, until you, know, you freaky, went out hunting. Until you, you know, you find your next big adventure. Well, but to me, <laughs> turkey is something where you're, trying to match your wits oh, against yes. that bird's wits and you're trying to coax him to come in to see you when nature says it's supposed oh, yes. to be the other way around yeah. well I, you know I, so it's a game it's a chess game i you know i i hear those stories like that yes i really do but um i don't know i'm just that guy who walks around and go oh look there's turkeys over there Oh, look, there's some over there. Look, there's some turkeys right yeah, there. Yeah, Mr. 26-pound Osceola bird look hanging at the, the shop. You know, I, I'm not looking for turkeys, and they're everywhere. Yeah. Of course, you're not hunting them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it seems like the only time you put that pressure on yourself is when you put that pressure on yeah, yourself. Yeah, but, really, but honestly, and, and, and I joke about this when we go out west, and my dad does too, you, you go out there like we went out there looking for mule deer, and you have elk just literally trampling you the yeah. whole time but then you go out there and you look for elk and you've got 180 200 inch mule deer bucks that are walking up and licking your shoulder like hey yeah. what are you doing here and jackrabbits <laughs> looking at you like what's up man 
Oh, you idiots are looking for elk? They heard you were coming there on the other side of the mountain start yeah. walking. Uh, but, yeah, but what, they also made it harder, I guess, or made it easier because I think that fall turkey hunting is a little bit harder that when it comes to it's more of a uh, thing that just kind of happens than spring gobbler. Because what do you spring, mean? Well, because spring is just like the it run for deer. It just kind of happens. Your chances of getting a deer, I mean, a, a turkey during spring gobbler are much easier than they are in the fall. Oh, Why do you say that? I disagree, but, sir. Because you're sitting there. <laughs> I disagree. You're wrong as her. usual. I disagree. <laughs> I'm wrong as usual. Well, that's between the two of y'all. I'm just respectfully disagreeing with fall versus spring. So you're going to sit there and tell me that a, uh, a spring gobbler who's in full rut, whose brain is not thinking about survival in the least bit, who's out there literally looking for chicks, that he's not easier swayed by your calls and your law calls of love and everything else in your general direction and pull him away, especially if it's a singular. Now, you know, you can get picky and say, well, it's not some nut dragger. He doesn't have a beard all the way down. You know, he's tripping over it on his feet. doesn't matter. If it's 15 jakes that show up, they showed up. That's up to you if you're being picky. Mm-hmm. But you're going to sit there and tell me that if you get out there in the fall and you're going, beep, beep, when they're not supposed to be breeding, they're not supposed to be having babies. They're not supposed to be, that all Do you understand the concept of fall out. turkey hunting? I understand the concept of it's easier to kill a man when he's in a bar on singles night than it is to go try to find him in the desert. No, listen. <laughs> That's fall, what I understand. It, let me just explain a few It's easier things. to kill a buck while, while he's sitting there thinking with his other head running around out in the woods uh, than it is the, when he's out there looking in defense mode trying to stay out of your sight. In the fall, you can shoot a hen or a gobbler. I understand that. So now, instead of just trying to shoot a turkey, you can shoot any turkey. Right. If you In can, addition to if that. If you stumble the upon way, them. They, the way a lot of people do fall turkey hunting is they turn around, they walk around the woods, they find a flock, and they break the flock up. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a bunch of younger turkeys who don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. And once you turn around and you've broken up that flock of turkeys and they're all over the the area, you sit there, you wait 10 Hurry or 15 up, minutes, and this. then you start calling, and everyone that says can't be alone has to come in and join you. <laughs> now, see, you screwed yourself. Yep. Because you literally started with the conversation of you see a bunch of turkeys and you break them up. You see a bunch of turkeys, you're in the woods with a 300 wind mag, Shoot the dang turkey and get it over with. You don't use a 300 one. Yeah, you do because you're deer hunting. That's what I'm telling you. It's, it's easier fall- to get a deer in the fall than it is to get it in the spring. You walk in there and you go, hey, look, a bunch of turkeys are 500 yards away. I'm Bill George. I have a 300 wind mag. Kaboom! It's a dead turkey. I don't want to shoot a turkey with a 300 Oh, it's what mag. you want. I got you. So it's not so, about the so, hunt. So you do agree. 30 on 6 does a real good fall. job on them, too. I said it was easier in the fall. If you're going to go out and shoot it if. with a rifle, but if you're trying to do it the way that you do it in the springtime, no, it's not. Because if you go sit in a blind back in the bushes, you're out there in your Primos 360, and you're out there. They're going to be walking by going, who is that drunk guy, and what's he doing out here in the woods? Yeah. yeah. And and then you go, oh, oh, oh they stumbled upon me, what boom, bang, story? shoot them. Before we get too far, what was your story that you did get to last week that we're not going to get to this week? 
Eight states where you can't fall turkey hunt. <laughs> Eight states where you can't go shoot one with a three hundred wind mag out of a out of a blind because you you know it's uh, you know what you need to do. I, I don't understand. Uh, uh, eight states where you cannot go fall turkey hunting, which I never could understand why a state would even say that because traditionally uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, Chris, I know a lot Christmas, of guys that shoot them. Well, and it, to, no. like my point to what you were saying was exactly where you went with it. You're sitting out there with your deer rifle, and I can say this because I have done this. We all yes, have. I've shot a turkey with a thirty alt six rifle. It wasn't a pretty sight. My mother's probably cringing right now, me talking about this, because thank you to her and my sister, because as I was skinning two other deer, they had the joy of shooting a, or cleaning my turkey that had been shot with 150 grand. <laughs> ballistic tip bullet you gotta hit him in the crawl you and it was not crawl, and, oh man. i crawled him pretty good trust yeah. me <laughs> well i mean my my brother neil popped one with his 308 and uh, i said why'd you shoot that turkey man and he's like well thanksgiving's like a week away figured what the heck man we'll have it for thanksgiving i went you know what you're absolutely right we good will. idea we will have the half a breast that you so left us. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where can we not fall turkey hunt uh believe it or not you can't do it in alaska uh, you know the land Didn't of milk see very and hunting. Many, uh, do they have a spring turkey season in Alaska? Yes, they uh, do. no fall. They do have a spring turkey season. Uh, usually in the lower part of Alaska, because sure I don't think that I don't think that up in the upper part of the Arctic Circle they're going to be around. You, you, for very you long. sure about that? Sure about what? That they have a spring season? Yeah. You want to bet some money on it? Five bucks. Really? You're willing to lose five bucks? Then you should yeah. be willing to lose a thousand. No, five bucks. Why, if you're that confident? It's a gentleman's bet. Wild turkeys live in south, southern Alaska. Still no fall or spring uh, turkey season is offered here. Oh, oh. I'll take that $5 now. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, it's even in your story. <laughs> Arkansas, back in 2009. Put Arkansas, it on tab. <laughs> Arkansas uh, Game and Fish Commission abruptly. Wrong as usual. Abruptly canceled the fall turkey season, even after it was officially listed on the law books. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, what state was that? Uh, Alaska. Arkansas. Uh, oh, I thought you said Arkansas. Well, I'm trying to be as wrong as usual. Yeah. And uh, Arkansas. Low kill numbers and poor hatches were cited as the reason why they shut her down. Uh, and this hinted at a declining uh, flock population now estimated to be a lowly little 130,000 to 140,000, according to the National Wild Turkey Federation. Hurry up. Truth is, available spring season dates are fairly short when compared to some other states. Pause it at Arkansas. All right, we'll park pause at Arkansas. Here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with me. Back in the day in Pennsylvania, pumpkin balls. <laughs> pumpkin balls. You know about them pumpkin balls, don't you? There, uh, if only we had a camera in here. Sure do. No buckshot up there. No, but they use pumpkin balls. They say pumpkin, not pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin balls. Welcome back, everybody. It's a big wild outdoors. Okay, you were at our games. <laughs> Braden, Jonathan, and George. Let's just try and stay focused on getting through one story. You know, uh, he's absolutely right. <laughs> and I'm trying to also get Glenn up there, if he's listening, not to fall out of somewhere and drive back like a madman and kick all our butts. But anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, before the uh, break, we're talking about the eight glorious states where you can't fall uh, turkey hunt at all. 
which, again, I like to bring up the fact that traditionally, for a lot of Americans, you know, November, Thanksgiving, Turkey. That you know, started when there was no seasons. I, I understand that, but, you know, you think at it now as a modern human being, I guess, that, you know, hey, it'd be nice to get a wild turkey to bring to Thanksgiving or maybe for Christmas or maybe even for New Year's or, hey, how about we just have it to, you know, make sandwiches with? I don't know. There you go. But I'm just saying that, you know, traditionally you would think it's in the fall. It's a nice time to eat turkey, right? Okay. Beautiful time. Well, well, you would think that Delaware would actually allow that because I think that was one of the uh, original colonies where I'm sure a lot of turkey was probably taken and eaten, especially in the fall. Uh, Delaware population is now up to a whopping 2,000 from last year. They say 6,000 perhaps in the entire state as of this writing. So no fall season is being offered up in Delaware. Uh, one that's really hard for everybody who lives in uh, the southeastern part of the United States to imagine, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Big O-G-O, Georgia. Uh, home of the Realtree headquarters, Georgia's one fine turkey hunting state when it comes to visiting in the spring, but forget about it. Uh, fact is, management of turkey hunting populations is strictly spring-oriented, and it has long been no fall hunting season offered within the state of Georgia. And another one, too, that's kind but of a shocker. Get a bunch of deer. Yep. Fill up the freezer and the truck and uh, some closet in the back in the kids' room because you can kill a lot of them out there. Uh, another one is uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, the state where uh, you can go out and kill just about every duck that flies, squawks, cracks, whacks, crocs, everything else up there in the state. Shoot fish with a bow, do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, you can go up there, uh, kill just about every other flying critter on the planet, but spring turkey is uh, allowed, but uh, no fall turkey opportunities are offered. Uh, One I never even thought of. Hey, you know what? Where do you want to go turkey in? Ah, man, I got the perfect spot. Where? Nevada? I don't think so. Uh, current deer, current deer, uh, turkey populations estimated to be around how many birds? Hmm. In Nevada. 17,242. That's a good number. I'd say. I think they're Miriams out there. Are they Goulds? What did they take out there? I can't remember. It's on the NWT website. How many? What do you say? 17,600 and what? 472 or something oh, like that. 472? I'd say over 20. Over 20, as in the number 20. Yeah, 20,000. 20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than 20, as in 2 as in there's only about 1,200 birds in the entire state of Nevada. Opportunities are limited. 1,200? 1,200. And I think every single one of those was put there by the NWTF. I think they're ghouls. I think they took them out of Southwest Texas and took them out there. Uh, North Carolina. For more reasons than one this year, uh, North Carolina has a little over twice the estimated wild turkey estimation numbers of $260,000. And in its southern cousin, uh, South Carolina only has around, they say, $120,000. State rich in uh, turkey hunting tradition. uh, Yeah, dollars. And uh, good news, turkey hunting numbers are steadily on the increase, but have been challenging, but there is still no fall turkey season North Carolina. Mm-hmm. south carolina the very home of the national wild turkey federation uh they say they enjoy a generous bag limit of five spring turkeys hence maybe that's why there's only one hundred twenty thousand of them left in the state 
Maybe they should go to the Florida kind of uh, dealio. It might help them out a little bit. In some ways, they say it's very envy of living in the states that just have one or two bird limits. <clears throat> I hate using the word need, but, you know, you got to figure out what you need. Uh, well, that change says turkey hunters know it's been cut to just three gobblers per season. It says make sure you check wildlife management areas for other regulations. Still that uh, higher season number in other states around them, around the country, perhaps owning up to the fact that they offer no fall turkey hunt season. So making up for their shortcomings. We won't let you shoot them in the fall, but you can kill 574 of them in the spring, and then that way you can eat your we'll one. We'll make up for it in spring. Well, yeah, but, we'll make up for it But those are gobblers spring. only in the spring. You're leaving uh, your breeders. Are you sure? Because when yes. I was up in South Carolina and uh, I had a hen come up on me and I didn't shoot it and I was reprimanded for not shooting it. Did it have a beard? Yes, 10-inch okay. beard. Well, there's your bearded turkey. I know. I should have killed her, man. Just <laughs> Yeah, but this is why we always try to say, check your local game laws before you go. Because yes. that way you won't act a, like a fool when Braden comes out of the woods and goes, Dude, I saw this hen, big old giant, didn't have inch beard on me, and there was a hen. You shoot it? No. Why not? You idiot, it's legal in this Carolina. Kind of like that whole thing of a person that I know that went to Canada and had a... 50 plus inch moose walk by him and the outfitter goes oh yeah i got a moose tag <laughs> after the fact 50 inch from tip to tip yeah oh yeah shires you know which that, would be a shires moose yeah which which is you're talking record book <laughs> class for that you know this is one of those species. things where you know when people go i don't understand why people pay that stupid money to go out there and they go hunt out there and they got that guy sitting there talking in the ear and doing all that stuff man it's just crazy talk get out there spend that kind of money go up there and do you know why? Because that way when you can go, hey, Ron, let me ask you something. What's that? <laughs> can I shoot that monster bobcat that weighs about 246 pounds? Sure can. Boom! <laughs> Otherwise, you sit there all Bonus! day. Bonus! You sit there all day going, man, I, man can I shoot that bobcat? It's a world record. Baby. I'll be all over mm-hmm. the TV again. Well, I saw a huge bobcat. I think it was about 274 pounds. Did you shoot it? No. This well, you know me. You got a shot at him. This is why I tell people when they come in there and they're first-time hunters that any state you go to, like you said, check the regs, oh. but also check to see availability on what tags you can purchase other than said animal that you're hunting. That's right. Have it in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, uh, as Tom Free found out, you know, last year you know, went out to go to the Timbers of Chamba and Bill was like, hey, you know, while we're here, you should go ahead and buy your bear tag now. Because you can't use it on the day that you fly in. So tomorrow when we go out and go hunt, it'll be valid and be ready to go and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. Well, the year he bought it, you know, no bears. This year, hey, Tom, you want to buy your bear tag and do all that stuff? Get it now that way like you did last year? Nah, nah, you know, we didn't see too much last year. Boom, bears everywhere. <laughs> sure had that permit, huh? Maybe you should rethink that. And then again, also, he's good, guys. He doesn't have a tag. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, is I will always say, if you are hunting on somebody's property, if you're invited to go somewhere, hey, Jonathan, if I come up and I come hunt with you, can I come up next Thursday? Is it okay? Is it all good? You say yes. Yes. Okay. So when I get there, uh, what am I allowed? What am I allowed on your property to take off of your property? What would you like me to shoot and not shoot? Every coyote you see. Yep. Bang, there's one on the list that yep. you should always ask for. 
Bang, right there is the first one. If uh, I see any coyotes, you want me to uh, shoot them? I, I can quote Ed Swindle on this. You can see the largest buck on our property that you've ever seen. And if you don't shoot the coyote that's in the field with him, you'll never see the property again. Uh, see? That's the thing. Okay. So you go through. You the, will get invited back. Exactly. So you go down the list. So what is it you can't hit? And they go, coyotes? Check. Predators. Bobcats? What <laughs> Pred- about yeah. bobcats? Boom. If they're illegal, dank, boom, shoot them. What about an otter? Kill it. You know, I is mean. Is there a season on it? Yeah, well, there is, but I mean. You know, is it, it in was, season? If it was in season. That's my quote to kill everybody. It. What about a giant eastern diamondback rattler? Would you let me, what do you want me to do with that? Uh, okay, see that right there. You can say, well, I'll, I'll, that, I'll that, err on the side a, of caution. That's and a law uh, question. Well, What's just, a law question? Well, didn't they, uh, isn't there a not yet, ban not on it? No, not yet. No. But out of my own personal respect for the critter, I would probably just you know, I, as you, and since I, you since you fluttered on it, I'd be like, okay, I, I'm gonna. I, 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 no, more. I fluttered I, on it because I thought they had passed the law well, requiring right. not to shoot them. I, I I've let more pass than I've taken. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Sorry. Now, Scaredy see, cat. Now I will let an eastern go. Too many I, kids in the woods. Well, that's why the water moccasins must die. That, there you go. And the pygmy rattlers must die. Yep. But Eastern Diamondbacks, they give you a warning, you know, and you're like, yeah. okay, dude, I got you. This is your spot. I'm going to go this way. It's all good. Yep. Water moccasin? No. I'm going to come bite you on the foot. Yeah, they all learn who's at the top of the food chain. And then the pygmy rattler sits there and goes, come on, big boy, sit that butt right down here on top of me. I am going to whack you so good. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got to take a break. It's the Pick and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us if you want.